Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello to all of you in automotive land and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. I'm John McElroy and here's what's happening out there. You know, luxury car makers will tell you that they're not really interested in being number one in sales. No, they'll tell you. We just want to be number one in the hearts of our customers. But BMW is clearly worried that Mercedes is outselling it in the U.S. market. It just introduced an incentive program that lets current owners skip three lease payments if they buy a new or certified used car. But it does not apply to M or 3 Series coupes and convertibles. Though BMW has cut incentives this year, it's still spending 37% more per vehicle than the industry average. Mercedes has boosted its incentive spending to 44% above industry average. So despite what they say about wanting to be number one in the hearts of their customers, this is an all-out sales war. And at the other end, low-cost cars are becoming something of a rage right now. Renault has its budget brand called Dacia, while Nissan is relaunching the Datsun name for low-cost cars in emerging markets. The idea is to offer super affordable cars in countries like India, Russia, and Brazil without tarnishing the parent brands. Now VW wants to join the low-cost club. Reuters reports Volkswagen may introduce a new brand by 2015, with cars priced between 5,000 and 10,000 euros. The lineup could include a small sedan, a station wagon, and even a van. It's all part of VW's plan to fill empty spaces in its lineup and become the world's biggest automaker by 2018. But imagine that. The company with the most brands is launching another one. And you know, as the people's car, I always thought Volkswagen was the low-cost brand. Hey, big news on the natural gas front. Chrysler is making CNG-powered Ram trucks available to retail customers. Up to now, they were only offered to fleet buyers. The company joins Honda as the only automaker retailing natural gas-powered vehicles in the United States. Base price for the Ram 2500 HD is $47,500, but that includes destination charges. The truck can run on both CNG and gasoline, ranges about 255 miles on natural gas, an 8-gallon gasoline reserve tank extends that distance to 367 miles. Fiat is a leader in CNG technology and really wants to use that advantage. To that point, Sergio Marchioni points out that they're going to lose $14,000 on every electric Fiat 500 that they sell. The new 2013 Ford Explorer Sport is aimed directly at luxury buyers. It features a 365-horsepower turbocharged EcoBoost V6 that's 75 more horsepower than the base V6. It has 20-inch wheels and an interior that took inspiration from fashion designers such as Prada. Ever since the new unit body Explorer was introduced, 
51% of buyers represent conquest sales, with about 12% of those trading in high-end models. Prices of the sport model start at $41,000. Chrysler is going to be one of the largest exhibitors at this year's SEMA show. It'll have 24 Mopar modified vehicles in a 15,000 square foot exhibit. Brands from Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, SRT, and Fiat will be dressed up in over 500 Mopar performance parts and accessories. Coming up next, I'll look at some of the engineering that went into the new F-Type Jaguar. Reducing exhaust emissions, aerified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability, DowAerify.com. Two weeks ago, we showed you a walk around of the new Jaguar F-Type with Wayne Burgess, the head of Jaguar's production design studio, now we're about to dive into some of the engineering that went into the car. Take a look. Well, I think it's very important for us um, to understand that it's, it's a, great, a great privilege, but a huge amount of pressure trying to, re trying to replace a car as iconic as the E-Type. It really is. You can imagine the expectations of the world uh, for a new Jaguar sports car after 50 years, the first time we have a, a true focused sports car. So a great amount of pressure on the team, but uh, that, that, that's a good thing. Um, I think it was important for us to understand rather than just copy the E-Type, but to understand the values and the principles, what made that car so iconic. Uh, and of course, there's uh, outstanding performance. That goes without saying. Foundation, really, upon it all, which all sports cars are built. And of course, there's that wonderful, sensuous beauty, that fantastic design, arguably one of the greatest designs of all time. I mean, even Enzo Ferrari, I think, made that reference. Um, and actually, it's more than that as well. What also made the E-Type such a great car is the appropriate use of innovation and technology to deliver that sports car performance feel, that character of a sports car. So as a team, we challenged ourselves to, to really emulate those principles. We put them in a 21st century context. Uh, what we tried to deliver is a car that is very responsive, very agile. The driver feels part of it. You actually, it's an extension of the driver. You're, you're part of an animal rather than being merely sat within the machine. We've, uh, we've chosen three supercharged powertrains, three gasoline supercharged powertrains. There's a 340 PS V6 supercharged engine, a 380 PS V6 supercharged uh, engine, and then the top of the range, which is a stunning uh, 495 PS V8. Uh, as I've said, all of those engines are supercharged, and we felt that uh, supercharging really fits the character of a sports car. That very free revving, responsive, agile performance, and that real immediacy of response throughout the whole rev range to give the car that real agility of character. F-Type actually is the fourth generation of our aluminium architecture. Um, we started the journey more than 10 years ago now. So Jaguar really are pioneers, not just in the engineering design of aluminium architectures, uh, but in the manufacturing principles as well. Uh, and of course, aluminium is just perfect for a sports car. It's very, very light and it's very, very stiff. So it really underpins the performance characteristics of a sports car. Uh, we really tried to engineer new levels of stiffness within the body structure. So if I think about the structure as a whole, uh, we've increased the levels of torsional stiffness 
stiffness uh, versus an XKRS, which is our internally our most sporting uh, uh, benchmark, by more than 10%. Uh, more important than that, though, we've increased the levels of lateral stiffness uh, between the front suspension mounts by almost 30%. And of course, that stiffness is very, very important. When I talk about stiffness, I'm talking about immediacy of response, the way the car reacts to driver inputs and to steering inputs. I'm really excited about the car. I mean, it's great to be here talking to people and seeing their reaction to seeing the, to seeing the car firsthand. But I really can't wait to see people's reactions when they drive the car. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, for one, cannot wait to drive that car. Hey, don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours this Thursday night. Ford's going to drop off the new Focus ST for me and the auto extremists to go over. And that should be a fun night. Anyway, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.